the last episode was a pretty heavy one about when we hit rock bottom. This one is how we made it out. I think one of the trendy buzzwords at the moment is mindset. And I think it's one of those things that's easier said than done. People just say, oh, it's all about your mindset. It's all about how you view a situation. And I think that's true. But in the moment, it doesn't really help you. I think it was viewing the actual challenges were the same. It was how we viewed the challenges and viewed how we were experiencing them. So one of the things that I found really hard was because we found the whole process hard and scary and stressful, that must mean we're failing when actually the reality probably is what we experienced was what the majority of first year business owners experience who are still, who, who did incredible things, have gone on to be really successful. But in my mind, because I was finding it hard, that meant I was failing. Whereas then reframing that and realizing that what we're experiencing is actually normal, for better or worse, completely normal, made me feel yeah, like actually other people survived. We can survive. We can do this. And I think it also is important to understand what failure means. I think in the moment, f- admitting defeat and that you failed is really hard. But if you fail fast and if you learn lessons, you can turn that around into a success. And I think that's something that we realized that we could, we could not be a victim. We had to take control. We had to understand there were things that we could do to change it. And yeah, we felt like we failed, but because we quickly learned how to pivot and adapt, we were able to turn that failure around to a success. But part of it wasn't even necessarily because even like a month or two ago, we were still actually, you know, in theory, we were doing as well, if not better than we are right now. But how we feel right now is so much better than it was a couple of months ago because of how we now view and how we experience kind of the the challenges that we've been going through. But that's the power of mindset because the situation hasn't really changed. In fact, if you look at the stats, the situation has actually got worse. But because we view the situation differently, thanks to a meeting that we're going to explain that we had, things have completely changed. Yes, I think our biggest difficulty, and maybe from the outset, I think is unmet expectations or maybe expectations that were realised But so as we said in the previous episode, you know, the expectation of hoping that people would come through the door, that was met gloriously. But the expectation that that then translating into the business financially doing okay was a slower, slower burner than we had hoped, which meant then come come when the weather turned and the business then was going a little bit more slowly. The expectations of we would be a weatherproof business they were not met, which then led to, I think, a lot of feeling deflated and also having to work really, really hard to constantly, like you're saying, to to be constantly pivoting, but also be hustling to be able to be reaching out to our new, to our current customers, reaching out to potential customers. And so it meant that although the business was not making as much money, we were probably working twice as hard, if not more, trying to help us get to a stronger point and that was actually I think the most soul-destroying point was when we felt that we were working so hard and not seeing the returns on it because it was not what we were expecting it to be. Yeah so there were kind of 
two choices uh, that we that we still had that we could make. Number one was continually trying new things. Like we upped our game with the loyalty scheme. We in we started a, a an online marketing uh, campaign. We introduced new products. We changed our opening hours. We solicited feedback from customers. That was one thing, and that's something that we will continue to do. And the other um, option was to speak with our landlord. The context here is that we have a really good relationship with him and his wife. Uh, we're able just to message on WhatsApp. And concurrently, he'd been messaging just saying, you know, with energy bills going up, with inflation, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, just let us know. And he offhand mentioned uh, that he would be willing to kind of have a, a, a consultation with us. So his background is business consultancy. At first, we thought it was kind of strange that we might have to share financial information or go into the details or kind of admit kind of defeat with our landlord when he trusted us so much with this risk. But we kind of got to the point where we were like, we would be really stupid to say no to this, that this guy, at this point, we didn't realize quite just how much experience he had in, in this area. We we're kind of like, let's just do it. What's the worst that could happen? And I think that was the reality check we needed because I think we felt like, we were working so hard and we were failing. Whereas when we met with him, the the main thing was, he was like, I don't, there isn't a problem here. You guys are doing great. Like genuinely really quite well for not even the first full year of business. And we were kind of surprised. We're like, yeah, but, but this and that and this and that. Like, yeah, but this is your first year. Chill out. <laughs> Well, in a way, I think we we actually wanted to be validated as victims. We wanted him to be like, you know what? You've done the best you could. You're right. Inflation is killing you. Cost living crisis, crisis is hurting your customers' pockets. We actually wanted him just to agree with us, right? We wanted him to validate all of the concerns and fears that we had. We weren't expecting to come away feeling validated in actually what we were doing, not what we weren't doing. And I think that's the hardest thing is that because there's such a lack of transparency in what the reality of the first year of business is and the first year of, you know, taking big risks, that what we had expected and what we had thought we, we should be doing to be successful was so different to actually the reality. And the reality was, or and is, that we're doing really well, that especially not even taking into account cost of living and the fact that you know businesses are closing left right and center around us but actually we we are we're doing a good job and so to be told that we're like oh oh okay maybe we're not failing like we thought we are just because we aren't you know this massive organization already that actually it was a reality check of you know what you're experiencing is really normal and we just didn't realise that, I don't think. I think the big lesson I learned from that experience was humility. To be humble enough to admit that we need some help and to be humble enough to actually talk to someone that actually knows better than us, that experience is really important. Although he didn't have experience necessarily running an ice cream shop, the story that him and his wife shared of them starting in the early days of the hustle, the hours, all of the hard work they put in, was not only inspiring, actually validated our, our very real present situation and, and helped us have a much clearer path forward. It was also very nice to know that he actually thought we were doing really well. It was very motivating. It was very inspirational. But it was funny. At the end of the meeting, he said, you know, what, what can I do? What, what's helpful going forward? And for me, the thought was really 
just the exact same thing every couple of months, maybe every quarter. Just have a pep talk. Yeah, just a pep talk, a kick up the bum to say, you're doing a great job, keep going, don't throw in the towel now just because it's hard. And that was really the point where we were at, that it was a case of we could have chosen to throw in the towel when it got to the tough point. And I feel like that is really the point that is probably going to have defined us now as a business because we were so close to throwing the towel in. We just thought, you know, we're we're clearly not cut out for this. We can't do it. Whereas actually having a real talk with someone who'd been through real experiences of what we were going through saying, no, what you're doing is normal and what you're feeling is normal. Keep going and you will see the rewards for it. It is going to be hard. It's just a fact. And you'll see the rewards if you keep going and if you keep, you know, learning and growing with it. And that was really just the kick we needed. And we'll probably need again in a few more months time when it gets busy and hard again. But actually having that support from someone who'd been through something similar and understood about what we're experiencing, who was also on our side, was really so helpful. It does beg the question, and this is an unprepared one, so I don't know what your answer is going to be to this. It does beg the question where... Where did the lines blur between maybe two of the most important character traits for someone that wants to take a risk is self-belief and resilience. If you don't have those two things, amongst other characteristics, that it's really hard to take risks and, and keep going. But then where's that point of saying no to something? Where, where does that line cross between being resilient and saying no? Like, when do you know that you've gone too far? I think... What I don't know necessarily in reference to your question of going too far, but I think like with the shop, I knew in my heart of hearts that the actual concept was great. And I knew that if we sold it, somebody could have done a really good job with it and would have got an absolute steal in buying it. I knew that. And I knew that we could do it if we wanted to. But I just thought, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. And so it wasn't necessarily a case of like, is it possible or not? I knew it was possible, but did I feel like I had it in me? Did we have it in us to do that? And it was having having that chat and kind of being given a booster of like, no, you've got to this point. You do have it in you because you've got to this point and you have plans and you have things in place to keep you going. So don't throw the towel in now just because it's hard. That I think that for me was yeah. was the or maybe a better way to frame the question based on what you've just said is where does it blur between desire and sacrifice? Because another word for for passion is sacrifice. So at what point? Where's that nexus between doing something because you love it and then doing something because it's worth the grind? Again, I think that's such a personal one to decide of whether. Yes, you could do it, but should you do it? I guess, is that your question? Like, yeah, just no, because I agree. you can, does that mean you should? And I think... But then, but when when does that point come where you can justify throwing in the towel? Because if you have a bad day, they say don't quit on a bad day, right? So when, when do you quit? When do you stop? I think it's one of those things where you have to think, if I were to look back, would I feel how would I feel looking back knowing that I could have done it and knowing that I chose not to? And 
I think that's only something that you would really know yourself and it probably would require a lot of thought and probably the answer would change on a daily basis but what's the more often answer would I feel and actually even even with the shop part of me sometimes does feel like if we had have walked away it would have been a choice and I wouldn't have felt like we failed because that was our choice to walk yeah. away. And actually, I think partly it's having seen so many small businesses now, particularly in the baking industry, where inflation has hit so badly with cost of ingredients and energy. I'm seeing so many of my friends choosing to walk away because the the cost emotionally, financially, physically now is being outweighed, is outweighing... The, the benefits and so I think that is a really personal thing that y- only you know the full costs of the choices you're making compared to the benefits and what you feel like the long-term and the short-term rewards will be. That leads on to another aspect of this whole journey that we've been on with the shop that we feel like when we spoke to other business owners particularly those that ran shops or cafes restaurants that we felt like there was a lack of transparency there, that when we mentioned our desire to set up something, people only really kind of hyped it up and said like, yeah, this is a great idea, you have a great product. Nobody really kind of explained some of the stuff behind the scenes that you wouldn't know unless you you ran a shop. But that's, that's partly also why we've done this podcast, because if you meet someone, the likelihood of them saying hi, my name's Ethan, I don't think you should get a shot because of all these terrible reasons, is very low, that people only do share the good stuff, which is why we set up this podcast. It's difficult because the person that we really felt like was our most reliable mentor during the process of finding the shop championed us, you know, even considered working with us on these concepts. And so really, we were like, yeah, this is definitely a great thing that we're doing. And... I don't think the negative side was ever touched upon, which I find fascinating because partly I, f- I felt misled. I genuinely, once once we kind of got further down the line of actually opening the shop, I felt really misled. Betrayed. Yeah. Why, why did this person not tell us? But also, though, we only listen to things we want to hear. There was a time where we were speaking to someone and they very clearly told us, told you, that it was a terrible idea because of the overheads, because of the situation. No. But you were so justified in wanting to do it that you're kind of like, oh, it'll be fine. That won't happen to us. No, they never said it was a terrible idea. They had expanded their business and it was going really well. But they did give you a reality check. However, what they were taking was actually not much more than what they were taking having not extended their business because of all the overheads. No, it's true. And that's the difficulty is that maybe maybe there were some signs down the line that I overlooked because I was so enamoured with this concept. Ethan's laughing. <laughs> You're being rude. <laughs> yeah, mostly coming from you, actually. <laughs> Most of those reality checks that I ignored. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, to be honest, it leads on to another question that I wanted to ask you. I think this is a perfect time. And I think we could have a whole episode based on this. <laughs> Do you have any regrets? 
Oh, I've regretted it many times. Many, many times. We, in the previous episode, we talked about a conversation I had with a friend who is thinking about taking a big jump and does she go from her, you know, position where she's currently comfortable to taking, you know, a big leap. And for so long, I I thought to myself, why, why did I, why did I want to push us? Why did I want to grow the business? Why did I want to do any of this when life was comfortable and happy and granted all of that was during the the good times of not a cost of living crisis. And so it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to grow the business and I want to do all these things when life isn't as stressful as it is right now, both for businesses and for consumers that, you know, there aren't all these extra costs. And so would our decisions be different had we have known the full extent of the cost of living I was inflation. about to jump in and finish your sentence. Would things have been different if we had listened to Ethan? Would we have made different choices knowing the extent of the cost of living crisis and inflation and the energy prices? I don't, I honestly, I don't know because I, I was so passionate about, about opening the shop. It, I part of me will never regret it because I always would have lived wanting to do it. And so even if it crashes and burns, which I don't think it will, but even if it did, there is a big part of me that says I would have always said what if I did it? What? And I can say, well I did it. And do you know what? It was a hell of a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It was probably about as hard as Ethan thought it was going to be. No, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but would I have lived to regret not doing it? I would have done. I always would have done. It would have always been there as something I wish I could have done. So if somebody now listening to this is thinking, there's this thing I want to do, it's pretty risky relative to the experience that I have, should I do it? What is your advice? Should people take the risk? Well, I mean, again, I think there's so much to consider um, because this podcast was supposed to be about mindset, really. But there's so much to consider. But one of the questions is, would you live to regret not doing it? And do you have the safety nets that if it does crash and burn, you're not completely screwed? And I think if you're not completely screwed, then go for it. <laughs> as long as you don't end up you know living homeless and life's ruined there's so many factors to consider and I think maybe we should take some time to think about all the factors that we have consciously and subconsciously considered oh yeah because I I absolutely feel like we have a responsibility in this podcast to help people take managed risks and we have to this point we have explained the journey that we've been on we've explained some of the crazy decisions that we've made we've talked a little bit about our thinking behind it but absolutely there are things that almost formulas or frameworks that we subconsciously go through that I feel like it's only the responsible thing to do to help people take a risk responsibly and and I think that's absolutely right and we should absolutely talk about that in the next episode going back briefly to mindset one of the other things that has made a really big difference to making the difficult times that we're going through really much more enjoyable and manageable has been that we decided to close one day a week. Well, two days, but it meant that one day a week we did not have to think about it. We don't have to be in the shop. 
and it has given us the the mental space that we just did not have. So particularly at that that one week when we were really so burnt out because we were constantly every single day doing as much as we could to make you know it the situation a little bit better. Whereas now we take one day where we can actually have time to pursue things that we really want to do. Like since we opened the shop neither of us had particularly we really enjoyed running neither of us had run I literally did not run since the month before we opened the shop and I knew when I did that run I was like it's probably the last one for a while did not realize it would be the last one for like nine ten months and in the last month we've been able to take up things again that we enjoy and that we feel a bit passionate about and being able to have some time to do things that we enjoy obviously we have time as a family that we have but things that we enjoy personally has meant that we it feels like we've we're not selling our soul to the shop as much as we had done before I think whereas when we were spending every waking minute and second working on it it felt like if our efforts weren't being immediately manifest it was discouraging and we felt really you know, frustrated that this massive amount of hard work we were putting in was not making the difference that we wanted to make. Whereas now that we just have that, even just that one day where we can do the things we love, we're able to kind of have that more motivation on the days when we're then back working on it. We have time to actually focus on the things that are really beneficial, like the social media posts that will draw people in rather than like constantly oh, I'll share this and this and this quickly because I've run out of time and that we can really focus on the things that are making more meaningful change to the business rather than just chasing our tails and feeling really just overwhelmed by it all. Why do you think a change of mindset has made it feel so much more manageable despite the fact that actually, other than taking that day, the reality of what we're doing and the reality of you know, the sales, etc. are all very similar. Why do you think the change in mindset has made such a difference? I thought the responsible thing to do was to constantly be checking the reports, the numbers, the money, the bills, all of the issues. I thought that was a responsible thing to do. But our landlord telling us not to do that because it's so insignificant. And I think he even used the words of, it doesn't matter there's no there's no relevance until you have like a year or two years or three years of data to compare that everything is meaningless. And I think having someone who knows what they're talking about, who's been doing this for 20 years, basically tell me what I'm doing is completely and utterly pointless and actually agree with them. And not, like, yeah? not, not only was it pointless, but also causing both of us like anxiety. stress and anxiety. Yeah. So it's not that I don't care anymore. It's just there are more important things. There are better metrics. You know, is the feedback good? Do people, are people still coming in despite all of the issues in the economy? Are we still enjoying it? Having someone tell me that was life-changing. So that was our third and final part of the shop series, which has arguably been our biggest and most stressful risk to take. Granted. Not the last one. (laughs) We are in the middle of a whole new one again, which I have found a little bit more stressful because I'm less knowledgeable about it. But again, we will maybe bring those ones up in the future. That's a topic for another day. And so I think in the next episode, we'll talk a bit more about risk management and how to 
manage risk anxiety and and all of the emotions that come with that so we'll see you next time